Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it is just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. Hey, bestie, it's Cammie Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Happy, happy Friday, besties. Today's episode is a topic that I've wanted to discuss for a while, but I wanted the right guest to come on and really spill the tea and give us all the insight that we need on the topic. Today, we're talking about gender nonconformity and the dating scene specifically the LGBTQIA plus dating scene, the queer dating scene. And today's guest is Alex Liu. Alex is hairstylist to the stars, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, and founder of Utilis Beauty and an advocate for the queer community. And I'm just super excited to just gain knowledge and insight from Alex today. But I know for a lot of you who do identify as queer, and even if you don't, like you can take something out of today's episode and lessons about dating and loving yourself and learning to love yourself, even when it feels like there's nobody else that's like you out there. I think that we all can relate in certain ways and I'm excited to talk about it. So let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Cammie Crawford. And today we have Alex Liu in the building, hairstylist to the stars, Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, working, booked and busy. Booked and busy. Booked <laughs> and busy. And the founder of Utilis Beauty and an advocate for the queer community. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cammie, for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to be here, especially as someone who's like gender non-conforming yes. and part of the queer community. It's like... I'm so happy to be here lending my voice to your podcast. Listen, let's talk about it all. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored. I, can, I need people to know that we go way back as of three days ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> we are best friends. Mm -hmm. We've known each other for such a long time. Yes. We met, this is going to sound like the most LA shit ever. Okay. We met at Ashley Tisdale's house. Yes. In the yes, hills. Yes, we did. <laughs> Frenchie. The Frenchie dinner. Yes, the Frenchie dinner. And... What a fucking amazing dinner that was. It really was. I loved how intentional all the questions were. I mean, did I loved it. I felt like it really forced people to be vulnerable. Yes, yes. And they like, had like an icebreaker. So for yeah. for those of you who weren't at Ashley Tisdale's house, um <laughs> yeah, Ashley Tisdale, you know her. You love her. High school mm -hmm. musical 
Frenchie, founder Frenchie. Founder of Frenchie. Powerful woman. We love to see it. She's Mother. so sweet. That was my first time meeting her. That was my first time meeting her. Beautiful. Be- love. More than beautiful gowns. How about that? Beautiful gowns. More than just that. <laughs> it was It was just a really genuine space yeah. to be in. And I don't know about you. I try to avoid influencer events as much as possible. I was literally going to bring this up right now. Yeah. It happens all the time where it's like, it gets really shallow at these mm-hmm. events or it's very surface level of the same questions that we ask people whenever we, we see them again or yeah. we see them in passing. Hey, how you doing? Oh my God, yeah. I'm so proud of oh you. Oh my God, it's so, you're doing yeah. so great. But this, you're so busy. Are you this, busy? Yeah, you, You're right. busy. Me too. I, so busy. Yeah, I can't get dinner. <laughs> no, I know. We, we have to get one on the book. We have to get drinks. Have to. But this dinner kind of cut right to it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. It yeah. was, first of all, y'all, I need you to understand, there were handcrafted cocktails that like match the Bourgeois. vibe of the sense of the products from being Frenchy, which mm-hmm. by being Frenchy, it's at Target. This is not a sponsored episode, but it's becoming an Ashley right. Tisdale <laughs> stand club of being Frenchy sponsored podcast. But and warranted. Warranted. <laughs> yeah. It was so lovely. And I get like super crazy anxiety before these kinds of things because mm-hmm. I'm just like, especially when I haven't met someone. She and I met on Instagram, like in the DM over COVID. So like we were bonding <laughs> over the fact that we both kept Everybody, COVID. that was... COVID was like a big communication era. It so was. yeah, so you met her then. It was. We met yeah. then. And then met met, met. <laughs> virtually <laughs> met. And then she invited me to this event and I went and it was so just like lovely to be around everyone. We didn't even get to meet properly at the dinner because no. we were on opposite sides of the table and away from each other, but basically y'all, they had questions for everyone to answer and they were some deep ass questions and people were getting very like vulnerable and deep. And I think right. my question was, what was my question? Oh, how do you show up? How do you show love to yourself and others? Mm-hmm. And did you have the same question? I had, what was the most difficult thing to love about yourself? That was your question. Yeah. And when you answered it, I was like, who is this person? They need to come <laughs> on the podcast. We need to talk about this right away. Okay. But was it was I shake? Was my voice shaking when no! it? I was like, "Oh my god, I'm shivering." Not even this. close. Because you know, obviously, being genderqueer and stuff, and like having to answer in a room full of cisgendered women, like mm. I was just like, I don't know if I'm gonna be understood or like mm. accepted here because everyone has very real issues, and one struggle doesn't detract from another struggle. But I was like, yeah. motherhood's a very serious thing, and like as is personal struggles with you know rebound rebounding from like the toll of, of pregnancy and yeah. all these things and even just the normal stresses of just being a woman like mm. and I would never take away from other people's struggles so I was like I hope my voice doesn't feel like I'm imparting you yeah. know what I mean like trying to occupy space here where mm. ne- necessarily I feel like I don't necessarily always fit in you know but I think that was my own internalized anxiety of being genderqueer and gender nonconforming. Which I'm um, sure I've, it probably happens so often. Yeah. And then you realize sometimes I'm sure that it's like yeah. it's it's warranted, like you are valid in feeling that yeah. way. But then in spaces like that, it's like, oh, it's so mm-hmm. loving and everyone's totally. so warm that it's like, okay, this is a Once I started space. seeing people's faces and like seeing your faces yeah. and like being like, like, like mm. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> honestly, that's it felt really inclusive and like it felt very included. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you mind sharing your answer? Yeah. So the most difficult part about loving myself has just been my journey of becoming myself. I think that it's been so difficult to navigate the world growing up in, well, I was born in 91. So growing up in the 90s where everything was still very much cisgendered and by the binary, meaning Mm -hmm. boy and girl. And you grew up in these categories of boy and girl and through school and everything you got your locker rooms you got your bathrooms you got everything's like so gendered right yeah so having to grow up and being like I feel like I don't really belong like as a boy but I also don't feel like I belong as a girl and being like growing up under the impression that I'm a boy that is more feminine like I felt trapped in that box Mm -hmm. like I felt like okay but I still need to look like a boy so like I spent most of my youth really confused and I don't think I really my parents lovely supportive and all around beautiful people who did their best but like they weren't prepared to deal with a queer mm. child both my brothers are cisgendered and straight and married or engaged um and it's very it was very difficult growing up so and they were both very sporty so there's mm. a lot of pressures to fit into the box of like boy or girl where do and you fall in the siblings I'm the middle child so oh, wow 
I'm like the problem black sheep of the family and including like I'm Mexican and Chinese and my dad's an immigrant from Taiwan and my mom's a first generation from Mexico and they, you know, neither have come from like generational wealth of any kind. Mm -hmm. So it, it was very much like we're just trying to survive. Yeah. So, like, if, you know, if y'all are going to be doing your things, like, we just need you to study and work hard. And so everything's been about work for mm-hmm. me. So, like, the, like kind of circling back to the point of, like, what was the most difficult part about loving myself is that I needed to allow myself to explore myself. I think through college and everything, too, like, there was so much pressure to fit in. Like, I didn't want to be different. Like, mm. I was... And I think that the difficulty of all of this, too is existing where there's beauty standards for women and beauty standards for men. Mm. But there was no representation of what it meant to be in between or non-binary or genderqueer. And there was no representation of that community. There was gay men. So Mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, cool. I guess I'm a gay man. And I think, well, I went to Pepperdine, which is a very more like conservative Christian school. Actually, it was the same year as Kayla. Oh, Nicole. Yeah, Kayla Nicole. Yeah, same year as her. I went to school with her. (gasps) Come on, Pepperdine. It's so funny, right? (laughs) We recruit all of our relationship guests from Pepperdine. (laughs) Right, it's so funny. (laughs) But I actually had a hard time fitting in there. And I kind of was like, okay, well, how can I look like a man? Like, I'll still be a little femme, but like, I'm still going to be a gay, I'm, I'm going to be a gay man. And then once I broke that box, but I really had to break that box. It was during COVID. So I really developed late in life in terms of my gender identity. Really? Yeah, 28. Just recently? Yeah. When I, when I was 28, 29, that's when I was like, I'm just not a man. Like, I, I just am fully understanding. I'm not a man. Yeah. I am genderqueer. I'm gender nonconforming. Like, I don't conform to any of the, the, what it, the societal and cultural expectations of what it means to be be a man or a woman. Yeah. So I just am me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, it's still the new year right? Yes, we're into March. I get it. I understand. But it's still the new year. Very much so. And there's still so much time to learn new things about yourself and grow. What I love about therapy is that I am able to discover new things about myself every time I have a session. It's so illuminating and you see the growth happen over time. Recently, my therapist told me that she was so proud of me and it was like Beyonce told me that she was proud of me. Okay. I felt incredible afterwards. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Now, you guys know me and my therapist. Shout out to my therapist. That is my girl, okay? Kelly and I go hand in hand. And it has been such an incredible experience being able to have someone who is unbiased. All they're doing is rooting for you. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash All right, friends, we are glowing and we are growing. Let's get back to the podcast. I call myself gender nonconforming, which yes. is a form of non-binary. So non-binary is kind of like an umbrella term kind of vibe. Well, so. that's the thing that I wanted to kind of break down because mm-hmm. I have friends who are gender nonconforming. And, mm-hmm. you know, the part that people don't understand when, like, you look at the trans flag. Yeah. Because when people think about trans people, they think about trans men or women. Yeah. But there's that white area of the flag that represents non-binary people. Mm-hmm. And 
but there are so many different terms to right. I, I don't know. Like distinguish. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So there's gender nonconforming. There's non-binary. There's gender fluid. Mm-hmm. There's two gender spirit. neutral. Yeah. Two spirit. Mm-hmm. And well, that's I want to talk about the two spirit for a second. Yeah. Because two spirit people have existed long before. Well, we all have existed long before. And that's right. the thing. I think that people think that we're something new. But no, if you look in history, pre-colonization, we've. We've been around. Thank you. Yeah. The binary is westernized Christian exactly. it's, um, over colonizer culture. And like, and I just want to make sure that everyone knows I'm not trying to say you can't be a man or you can't be a woman. I said, do, be authentic. Yes. Do you? Yeah. I think it's a sliding scale. I mean, I would say I'm more femme than some cisgendered women. Yeah. So what does that mean for, for them? Right. I'm, I'm not taking away from their womanhood. I'm just doing me. Mm-hmm. So just everyone should do them and like stay most authentic to however they identify, whatever they, however they choose to express themselves. At the end of the day, we're just wearing clothes. We're just wearing clothes. We're born naked into this world and we just decided to assign attributes to makeup and clothes and heels and shoes and things and, you yeah. know, so all that stuff's made up. And we're like all born naked um, and the rest is dragged. But the categories and the binary is made to control people, you yeah. know, um, and I want to attribute a lot of my knowledge to Alok, who is a non trans femme non-binary. He's yes. so extremely scholarly in this. Yes. And they do a lot of education on this topic too. But yeah, we've existed throughout time. And I re- recently connected with my Mexican side of my family and the Zapotecs had a group of people called Mushe, which is like third gender, transgender, mm. and people who are like not who who basically don't conform to the gender binary. Yeah. And so they've existed in the past for pre-colonization. And it wasn't until the Spaniards started, you know, forcing Christianity and mm-hmm. their language and all, all the things onto them in which they started to, you know, get smaller and smaller. The yeah. Mushe people do still exist, too, in certain areas of Mexico. So we're like, I'm lucky that like, or the community is lucky that we, we still exist. Right. Despite many attempts to, ex- you know, extinguish us yes, you know yeah but yeah i think that that's why like seeing the historical seeing us throughout history has made me love myself even more yes and made me realize that this is not something new i think i've been led to believe that it's something new because they did a really good job at trying to keep us on a hush they did good yeah, if they, there's <laughs> one thing that they did good at yeah, it was that yeah they wanted to sure. eradicate as much as possible yeah. and then that's why you have this whole period of time where mm. It feels like for a lot of people, and I'm I'm sure we have some people listening. Our listeners are very open-minded and mm-hmm. open-hearted and knowledgeable. Yeah, I like to believe. But then I know we have some people who are listening who are like, this whole new thing about gender nonconformity. It's not new. Yeah, it's, it's not new. We've been here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. And making history, and yeah. also making so many strides and breaking so many barriers and Mm. creating so many opportunities and developing so many products like it exists way more than people want to believe because people are so stuck in in their own binaries totally and their own spaces and their own bubbles and I guess I just never understood that because I'm just like nobody tells me what the fuck to do right so you're just being you you're just just being being me I'm just being me yeah and clothes are just clothes makeup is just makeup it's not reserved for any one person and like you were just saying Mm -hmm. speaking about your experience and living authentically for yourself doesn't take away from anybody else's experience no and that's why it's like why do i have to fight for the right to exist yes and like yes use the bathroom you know like babes you want me to put myself in a men's restroom yeah that's dangerous to me because People out there are, quite frankly, transphobic and queerphobic and homophobic. Yes. And it's like, why would I put myself in situations that are only going to put me up to violence? Right. On top of racist, also. <laughs> yeah, let's factor in racism <laughs> so, there. It's like, babes, like, I don't even want to even be in there to begin with. Yeah. I promise you, we're all safer if I go into yeah. the women's restroom because... <laughs> yes. Or a gender, a, you know, a gender neutral yeah. bathroom. But unfortunately, there aren't a lot of those out right. in the world. And then you factor in gyms. It's like, where do I go during the gym? It's like, babes, I don't want to go into a men's yeah. men's locker room with long hair, high heels, and like, you know, my makeup because yeah. socially and culturally, that's not acceptable when you're a man. So mm. I'm just going to go in whatever locker room I feel comfortable in that day. Yeah. Usually it's the women's locker room because I go to the gym with a beat face. Yes. <laughs> and nobody bats a motherfucking eye. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can cuss. This is called relationship. 
Okay. Cursing <laughs> is encouraged. Nobody bats a motherfucking eye lash. No. Okay. Yes, exactly. So, and yeah, and I just mind my own business as people should. Yes. It's the fucking bathroom. Yeah. So let me get changed into my gym clothes and let's all be on our way. It's just so, the world is. Yeah. And it's like we're able to acknowledge it in certain aspects of things. Like I think at this point, hopefully everyone knows that racism is wrong. Yeah. But why can we not understand that transphobia is wrong? Why can we not understand that yeah. homophobia is wrong? Why can we not understand that xenophobia is wrong? Why can we not? Right. Like, why can we? People like to pick and choose. And that's what right. I don't fuck with. Because totally. if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it makes people feel uncomfortable, isolated, demeaned, yeah. it's wrong. Totally. Why is that so fucking hard for people to understand? I know. I think it's people People are holding on to things that they feel controlled by, too. Mm. So they want to control others, too. Mm -hmm. They're like, if I have to live by this, so do you. Yeah. And you don't fit what I am told that I have to live by. So right. here I am projecting. The thing is, you don't have to live that way. That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> just do you, babes. Just do you. My existence does not interfere with yours. Yes, yes. Other than occupying the same oxygen, which we both are required to breathe, right. babes. Right, But you being mad that I'm here... It's not going to change the fact that I am living Period. on this earth with you. Mm -hmm. So move aside. Yeah. And people <laughs> like me have always existed <laughs> right. here right, on this earth with you. Yeah. So you can either stay mad or you can like exist alongside me and just like love yourself enough to love me too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, let's talk about love. For a second. Okay. And sorry, because... we never got to the end of that question. But <laughs> that, but you know, being gender gender yeah. non-conforming, it's been a journey to get to loving myself. Yeah. And it's been really difficult because of the boxes I felt that I had to fit growing up. Yeah. You know? So, but anyways, that's the end of that but, question. But now you're breaking it. So you've you're... I've broken the box yeah. and now I'm just like fully living in my authentic self. And I think that once you start living for you, instead of trying to adhere to any standards, whether it's standards of beauty or standards because there is no standard of beauty for people who are non-binary or genderqueer. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. That doesn't look like anything. So now I'm just chasing something that doesn't exist. Yeah. So any sort of form of standard of beauty, it's either associated with femininity or masculinity. And it's like, great, where's the in-between? Mm. But I would love to bridge that gap somehow and just be like, everybody's beautiful in, you know, whatever way they they can feel beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I think it's an innate energy too but then it also transfers to your work because yeah. a lot of your work is making people feel beautiful that too yeah. and look beautiful and go outside right. child I'm totally like, so I'm like, when you go hook me up <laughs> period let's go let's go <laughs> let's get these let's go together. so recently yes recently as in yesterday mm -hmm. you hosted a lgbtqia plus positive speed dating event yeah which I need to know exactly what went down, how it went. I honestly was jealous that I couldn't go, but I didn't qualify. <laughs> I didn't have the jurisdiction or the qualifications to attend. You could have gone if you are attracted to folks of the queer community being trans men or this, that, and the other. I am very attracted to trans men. Okay, period. See? There However, we go. I have a boyfriend. Oh, to you. So, you know what? Fair. I'm not, totally fair. Not available. Right. Totally fair. <laughs> so I hosted a queer speed dating event yesterday, and that stemmed, like, I... I really wanted to do this for a long time because I feel like a lot of the dating shows and a lot of the romance that we see portrayed in media, whether it's scripted or reality, mm -hmm. it's like all based in cis hetero norms mm -hmm. or cisgendered norms, whether it's like a gay dating show or, you know, whatever. Right. But I felt there was a need to expand into the genderqueer audience, whether they're trans or non-binary, but also inclusive of gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, however people identify. As we know, gender and sexuality are very separate. Some people don't know that. And there are many educational podcasts yes. to discuss that. In Please books. go go Please revert read, there and yeah. then come back here. But gender and sexuality <laughs> are very different. Yes. So while you can be assigned male at birth, it does not necessarily mean that you are you associate yourself with that mm -hmm. sex. And then with that being said, you can be a trans man, but also still be gay. Yeah. Yes. That's just what it is. Yes. You know, and you don't get to choose that. You just are born into it. And right. life is about realizing these things. You know, you, it's not like you change from being a, a straight woman to being a, a trans man who is gay. Yeah. It's like, no, it's always been. You just took a long time to realize. That yes. Because I think of 
like I said, all the boxes that people are placed into and how sexuality and gender are so linear mm-hmm. in cis-hetero patriarchy. So with all that being said, though, I wanted to host a, a dating event specifically for the queer community. And I wanted to be inclusive of all. So I really wanted everyone to feel welcomed, regardless of how they identified. And yeah, there was just a need for it. Yeah, I craved it. And there have been some other ones, but I wanted to create something that was really relationship focused Mm -hmm. and whether that was networking or romantic, platonic and all of it. You know, we place a lot of relationship hierarchies, but at the end of the day, I know a lesbian and a gay man sitting across from each other. They're not going to fall in love. You know what I mean? So like at the end of the day, I was like really (laughs) stressing to everyone who was there. I was like, listen, communication is key. Yeah. State your preferences. And like, we know that I don't expect everyone to be a match Mm -hmm. and let it be a a time and space for you guys to understand one another and learn a little bit more about each other's experiences. And we had little cue cards, too, for them to answer. And it's like, regardless of your sexuality or gender, you can answer where the hell in the world you want to go next. Yes. And why do you want to go there? And like, what would you do there? Like, those were like some examples of things that were on the cue cards. So a gay man and a lesbian woman can still bond over like, hey, I want to go to Greece. Oh, I really wanted to go there yes, too, you know? Yeah. So I just really wanted to prioritize queer joy. Yes. So queer joy and queer love, which I feel like is oftentimes lost through all the education and fighting for our rights and all these things, right? Yeah. So, and I think that right now that's like a big conversation. That's a big, a big point for me, at least in, in my mission and goal in life. It's like, I really want to help bring queer joy to the forefront I want to create visibility yeah, because it's not there, you know, and we need to get there. So that way queer people can see examples of queer love and queer joy. And I think it's super important work. It is. We shouldn't have to only be talking about how I deserve to exist. Yeah. I want to exist and see other queers exist and love, you know, I want to see love stories. I want to hear about love stories. I want to, you know, it's just, I'm, I love gay love stories. That's all I feel like I can maybe even grasp onto now. And at that, it's very bare minimum. You know Mm. what I mean? Like we get like one or two a year Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like, you know, a few indie films here and there that are like artsy. Right. But I would love to make it more mainstream, you know, and beyond the cisgendered queers or cisgendered gays, but more on the genderqueer spectrum too. So I think that that's kind of like my mission right now in life i love of that of course of course beyond hairstyling and, yes. and beautifying yes. the beautiful <laughs> yes. but i really it's like one of my passions and hobbies in life yeah. to really take time and creating the world that i want to see i am falling in love with everything that you're saying yeah. because i can only speak as a cishet woman mm-hmm. like but as a black woman mm-hmm. and just we've seen we we know but like the history, the pain, the black struggle, which obviously race and gender and sex. Layered. It's layered. Yeah. It's layered. But in just like trying to put myself in what that experience could possibly feel like mm-hmm. on a on a different kind of level, thinking about for black people, the struggle, the pain, the hurt, all of those things that we have to endure. Mm-hmm. But still, we have to endure, obviously. Right finally getting to a place of celebration and joy yeah. and like seeing yourself celebrated mm-hmm. and included and being a part of conversations yeah. and just in what in exactly what you were saying i was just thinking like wow like the from having to go from str- fighting for your rights and your right to exist mm-hmm. and be considered a human being to trying to experience joy and just wanting to celebrate that yeah i don't i don't I feel like if you come from any kind of minority, totally. you can try to put yourself in in the shoes of someone who is trying to achieve the exact same thing right. as you and your people have tried to achieve. And then you add all the other layers on top of it, of course. But, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. It's been in the last few years. It's been really like I've realized a lot. Mm-hmm. Prioritization of joys, especially in minorities and oppressed communities. Yeah. And how important that is to these communities, Mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of like what you're saying. There's many layers. Yeah. Being a woman, being black, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all a lot. Like, and through, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff, 
I posted a lot. And my mm-hmm. my black girlfriend's like, listen, I love you. I am not going, I'm going to mute you for a little bit because like I mm. need to just enjoy life, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to hear about the black struggle. I am the black struggle. Yeah. And I'm like, she's like, I just am trying to like exist without being reminded that like, I am so oppressed yeah. simply by existing. And like, I get that. Similarly, I can relate, you know? And one struggle doesn't detract from another struggle. 1, but like the percent. queer experience too is similar where it's like, I also... Want to like yeah. prioritize prioritize the joy? Like I don't want to talk about bathrooms all the time. Like right? It's like you know I'm trying to meet somebody. Right? Like <laughs> should I be able to get married? Yeah, I feel like that should yes. be up for debate. Like right. should should I be able to use the restroom of my choosing, whichever I feel safest and most comfortable in? I, I think yeah. I feel like is that why is this up for debate? Yeah, you know, like I would love to just live. Yeah, you know, personally, I would love to live and enjoy and honestly see that. Yeah, beyond the fighting for rights, which is super right. necessary. I want to also state, yeah, like the fighting for black rights and voting rights and trans rights, queer rights, all the rights. Yes. Like, of course, people should have rights. But let's prioritize yeah. the joy. Yeah, let's prioritize the joy and make it forefront, yes. you know? So were love connections made last night? Yeah, there were <gasps> a few. Yeah. Um, Did you meet anybody? You no, were hosting, so I was hosting, so, so I didn't yeah. want to participate since it was the first time, so I really wanted to, like, focus on the hosting of it mm-hmm. all. But, yeah, there were people who were like, yeah, I really vibed with this person. I hope we match. Oh so we're God. still tallying up, like, the matches and stuff, but... What about your friend that was at the dinner? Sarah. Was- okay, so she she actually, she wasn't able to make it. Are but you fucking I kidding know, me? I know, She was like, I'm so excited to go. I know she wasn't able to make it, oh, but I'm it's so fine. Upset. Like, I wanted her to take care of her mental health, so I was like, do your yeah, thing, understand. girl. Like, if you need to take a, take a day, take oh, a day. It she was matter. so excited about it, I, I wanted know. to hear the tea if she actually met I know. someone. So, yeah, trust me. I wanted to, too. I was like, yeah. I think she might find a few people that yes. she might vibe with. But uh, we had a great turnout regardless. So, And it was my first one. So it's only going to get bigger and better from here. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to hosting more queer joy-centered focused events. So yes. we have like a queer yoki that I'm going to hopefully Queer-yoki? host. I know. Yeah. So it'll be specifically for those of genderqueer experience or the LGBTQIA plus community to really just have a space to like have fun. You that know? is so iconic and yeah. fun. There's I love that things. name. Yeah, right? Did you come Karaoke? up with that? Yeah. Myself and the owner of the studio, Hodega. I have never um, heard of that. And you yeah. need to fucking trademark that shit right now. <laughs> right? Because that's incredible. Okay, so, you know, like dating reality shows, I have a really yeah. fun one. So if there are any producers or reality yes. show people out there who want to invest in shows, I think Bachelor X. Bachelor the Bachelor X? And The Bachelorette. But like, what? What's a gender queer one? Like Bachelor <gasps> X? Isn't that funny? That would be fucking. Amazing. I don't know how it would work, but like. Well, I host the show. Are you the one? Yeah, you and guys they actually had, had a queer yes, season, right? They did. Well, was it Are you the one or was it X? I think it was Are you. Somebody it was, was telling the, me that. Are you the one for sure? It was Are you the one? Yes. <laughs> That's. I should know this because um, it was host. like season eight or something. Someone literally yes. last night told me because I was like, "There's no reality shows about queer people." They're like, "Actually, yeah, I know of one." Yeah, and it was messy as hell. Yes, I'm like, "Okay, T." But I heard it was so good. Yeah, and I I didn't get to watch that season because I think just kind of like threw me in there. Uh-huh. I think I'd only watch one full season. Oh, don't kill me. <laughs> but it was iconic because yeah. you have all of these people. Like, why can't it be like that? Totally. But we don't see that in reality TV often. No, not but MTV, all. you know, they've always been at the forefront. Of, they really have. Yeah, yeah. Of the LGBTQIA like, plus experience. Yeah. And honestly, dating reality shows in general. Yeah. So they've always led the charge. Yes. Yeah. How has the dating experience been for you? <sighs> you mean, <laughs> like in real life, real life? In real yeah, life. So. <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. I think navigating a predominantly cisgendered world, it's really hard. Yeah. So luckily the dating apps have kind of changed their the way they have people identify yeah. on apps and what they are interested in. So like Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, they now have like options for male, female, and then gender, queer, slash non-binary. Mm. And I marked that third one. So I would say it's really hard because I end up matching with a lot of straight people who Mm. aren't educated on the topic of gender queerness. Oh, my God. But you can imagine or you can probably guess what happens in these conversations with straight men. Fetishization. Match me. Exploration. exploration. I'm like, I'm not an explorative tool. I'm level 1000, babes. You got to come correct. Yes, exactly. You have to meet me there or else it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because I'm not I'm not going to be there and like you not want to make out with me and I only right. suck your dick. Like, bitch, that's okay. not, like, we're not doing that. Or like, not want to be I'm not a sex worker. Yes. Unless, if you, unless you're going to pay me, then we can talk. But mm-hmm. you ain't paying me. So <laughs> yes. no, I'm not doing this work for <laughs> nothing. I need to have, like, there needs to be mutual pleasure and enjoyment. Yeah. And that's not no dom sub thing because yeah. there has to still be mutual enjoyment. And, and so I'm safety. Not enjoying, yeah. 
If I'm not enjoying Motherfuckers myself. Motherfuckers are weird. Right? Okay, so anyways, so I end up matching a lot with straight people on Bumble. Bumble's like my choice app only because I get the most matches there. Mm-hmm. Hinge, I don't really do well on. Tinder, I get matches, but nobody responds. Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of straight people who are expecting a fem- assigned female at birth who are genderqueer. Mm. So they identify as a man and they mark that little genderqueer box. But genderqueer, you don't, the genderqueer option doesn't choose, doesn't specify or clarify assigned male at birth or assigned female at birth. Got it. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It right. should not matter. Because at the end of the day, if you a straight man is on the street and sees a woman, is he like, I like her because her vagina. No, right. I like her because she's beautiful. Right. And she is the, you know, femme or m- mix or blend mm-hmm. of what I think is beautiful. Yeah. Which they're entitled to. I end up getting matched with a lot of straight men, cisgender straight men who are attracted to, I think, my hyper femininity. Mm. And I am feminine. However, I don't hide the fact that I have chest hair or facial hair. Mm. Like, this is just who I am. Yeah. And there are a lot of privileges that come along with being female passing, mm. which by first glance, I think I am female passing by many and by most with the long hair and all that heels, makeup, clothing, mm. everything on a social and cultural level and expectation of what it means to look like a woman. So, so yeah, like I, I end up getting a lot of straight matches and it ends up fizzling out once I t- tell them, I'm like, hey, did you read my bio? Yeah. I'm assigned male at birth. I'm very upfront about this. So I have male anatomy. Great. Do you mind if I, if you dress like a woman? Sweetie. I'm like, babes, Log what out. you see is what you get. <laughs> like, I'm not. Log out for me. Literally, I'm not going to change myself for you. Like, yeah. why would you think that that's what's going to happen? Can you wear like a thong and like, can you wear like a, a, a bra? I'm like, they no. They ask you this shit? Yes. Can you wear, if a fucking man was in my fucking can inbox talking about, most, can you wear anything? Can you wear a dress? I'm like, I'm not, that's not really my, my gender expression. How about, can you go to hell? Yeah, literally. Can you not exist? <laughs> can you get can the you, fuck off this app? Can but you get off the planet? They like, want for you to match whatever they have in their mind exactly. of what they should be attracted to. Like, uh-huh. then just go, just go and like, Click women. Click yeah. interested in don't, women. Don't select the genderqueer option Child. as something you're interested in if that's not genuinely what you're yeah. interested in. Because you're wasting everybody's time here. And it's not like, it me- It also means you didn't read my bio, which right. in my bio, I'm f- upfront about it. And also, I don't think genderqueer people should have to be upfront about telling people what they're assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. But I do because I know it cuts through the bullshit. Well, that's but what I was unfortunately, people like... don't, people don't divulge that. Right. Now. But I, I remember at the dinner when you introduced yourself, mm-hmm. you immediately stated your pronouns, mm-hmm. which that you're welcome to all pronouns. Yeah, any and all. But do you feel pressure to have to say that up front? Like, do you, is it just what you do normally? Or is it something that you feel like you have to kind of get ahead of if that's the right way to ask? Yeah, no, totally. I do feel like it's something I have to get ahead of because oftentimes people are quick to label, right? Mm. He, she, they, them. That's how we identify. And like labels are everything in the, in Western culture and society. So like, I get it. And Mm. it's totally fair. And I want to always like bring that to the forefront that I use all pronouns because I don't feel like tied to any Mm -hmm. being gender non-conforming. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not trans, so I don't use the she, her. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a man. So I don't use he, him. And I don't truly feel like they, them, I just feel like everything, like yeah. y- I don't give power to pronouns. So that's why I'm, I personally don't necessarily like affiliate myself with any pronoun. Just, you can call me whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just don't call me ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, period. <laughs> Literally don't call me ugly. Don't call me broke. Like don't lie now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't lie. lie. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to pronouns and stuff, I do kind of like put that up front because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my cisgendered brothers and sisters out there are curious. Mm-hmm. They're like, wait, how do you, you know? Yeah. Because it, it gives a little more insight as to how I d- identify my gender, you know, mm. which is fair. I, I feel people like people are also so terrified of getting things wrong. But I feel like yeah. you could just also ask or yeah. do a little research. Totally. And <laughs> I don't take offense <laughs> yeah. at all. At yeah. all. I, I mean, that's also, you might catch the wrong queer, but mm. I'm not the one to... <laughs> Take offense. I'm all about education too. Yeah. When I have mental capacity. Yeah. For it. But yeah, no, I always kind of tell people just, yeah. I'm upfront. I'm like gender non conforming. I don't really care. Yes. You can call me whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I don't, my sisters and I were just having a conversation 
earlier about my mm-hmm. sister. Poor thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was having a whole morning. She was having a mess of a day. She's like, I'm just going to go get some food. She goes to get some food, and the person who was serving her the food mm-hmm. was like, here you go, sir. And my sister identifies as a woman. Yeah. She, pronouns she, her. And she was just like, you would think that, you know, for her, she would be like, why the fuck would she say? She yeah. was like, why are we gendering anyone? Why are we gendering anyone? Yeah, why are you a sir and Why the are you? I'm like, why are ma'am. Yeah, and even that. <laughs> like, as a ma'am, I don't want to be called ma'am. Okay? Right? Don't call me ma'am. That makes me feel like I'm 95 yeah, years old. Yeah, it's an old term. It's an old ass. First of all, if you're going to gender me, don't call me old ass bitch. I'm <laughs> <Right>? young. <laughs> call me lady. Call me doll. But she was just like, why are we Why are we gendering? Yeah. Like, it's 2023. You yeah. don't have, like, why are you giving somebody else a label or you don't something. know me you don't know me yeah ciao anyways yeah so i know that you're still navigating the dating scene mm-hmm. but we have some people who wrote in because they oh. are struggling okay yeah with the dating scene especially queer dating yeah. so are you ready to answer yeah let's go okay here we go all right someone said hang on i do want to vent on this one Girl, yeah. I feel like lately in the WLW, so Women Loving Women community, people are really leaning so hard into gender roles and mask versus femme, and it's frustrating. I feel more fluid than that. Some days I want to dress in boy clothes. Some days I want to be in more glam. I feel like it's hard to be accepted unless I'm fitting into a box 100% of the time because everyone is so into their mask femme rigid role. It's tough when even the LGBT relationships are pushing gender norms. Mm-hmm. That's the patriarchy. Mm. There has to be a balance of masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. But breaking that patriarchy yeah. and like understanding that like the gender roles don't need to be balanced. It can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Like that's freedom, you know, but that is also their preference, you know. So like we want to be respectful of their preference, too. And maybe they're understanding that maybe they're not lesbian and mm-hmm. it sounds like they might be gender fluid i don't want to push labels on them mm-hmm. but however i think they should explore their gender more and maybe be open to those who are also of a possible gender queer identity yeah because they might find the the balance that they're looking for or they might find that person yeah. the, the person that they're looking for who values them for their fluidity in mm-hmm. some days i want to be more masked some days i want to be more femme same goes for me. Like being gender nonconforming, I can literally wake up and like wear more male clothes, I guess. Mm-hmm. It won't feel natural. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I mean, at home when I take, you know, when I take my outdoor clothes off and I get into like my pajamas, everybody's wearing the same shit. Everyone's wearing like an oversized yeah. t-shirt and sweatpants or no sweatpants, just an oversized t-shirt. It's like, that's just the vibes. Right. You know, it's like, I don't know. So why are, why do we have to attribute like male and fem- mask and fem- femininity with like clothes even Mm -hmm. but yeah i think she should really just lean into exploration of dating people who maybe don't identify as a cisgendered woman who is more on the mask side yeah and if that's what she's into she'll find the right one Mm. to value her for her gender fluidity or her expression yes yeah variation exploration yeah it's okay to be figuring it out i think that's the beauty about the community it's like Mm -hmm. you can there's room for exploration. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people are like, well, then does that mean I'm not lesbian? So I'm changing my sexual. It's not that you're changing. You're just realizing. Yeah. So I think that like once you because f- these are all labels. Right. They're made up. Right. They're made up categories in which we feel like we have to like live in and abide by. Like, mm. really, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And give yourself grace and yeah. space to be able to grow. And like, what are you going to just stay over here because people told you to? Fuck R- right. That. <laughs> Right. Literally, I know nothing. We we all know nothing. We're literally born in this world naked and afraid. And now we have a credit score. Yeah. Fuck. Like, (laughs) babes, I don't know. Like, we're just realizing things, okay? Now we're paying taxes. Yeah. Fucking shit's a mess. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. It sometimes gets a little bit difficult when your partner doesn't see you as queer. Like, I understand that you are gay and fall for guys, and physically, I am one, but there is so much more to me than that. So if you keep referring to me as a guy, it just shows me that you're not seeing me as me. You're just seeing the D. Haha. <laughs> I might be joking around, but it can be difficult because you want to be seen, and it feels like you're constantly having to prove that you're queer because they are not seeing it. Have you ever been in that position where you're dating someone and, like, they don't, I guess, accept your fluidity? 
Yeah, that sounds like a very toxic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry that they're going through that, but I hope that they can. I mean, it's not their job to educate their partner, mm-hmm. but I hope that their partner can come to realize that that's really harmful. Yeah. To like, not doubt, but associate their sexual organs with their gender identity. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's like not necessarily fair. And also femininity doesn't uh, doesn't mean like passivity in bed or, right. you know, like there are plenty of like femme tops in the gay community mm. or whatever, right? But like, that's really hard and I don't think that they're the one. Mm. But maybe they're not looking for the one. Maybe they're just having casual fun. But I think just understanding like what, this relationship means to you and knowing that they can't meet you there. Mm. Mm -hmm. And maybe if a gay man is interested in you and you identify as genderqueer, I think your partner has to understand that they're not a gay man. Mm. They might fall more in the category of pansexual. Mm -hmm. But again, we're labeling things like Mm. sexuality is a spectrum. So it's like you can like men and only and also only like assigned male at births people who are assigned male at birth. You yeah. know what I mean? Gender queers that are assigned male at birth. And that's totally fair because that's sexual yeah. compatibility, you know? Physical attraction and sexual compatibility are also, I feel like, two different things mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what happens with me with straight men. It's like they're physically attracted to me, but maybe sexually we might not be compatible and that's fair. Mm. But I think that that might be something for your partner to deal with. Yeah. Like their their partner needs to figure out like why they're forcing manhood on them yeah yeah no that's real it sucks real yeah it sucks because yeah everyone wants to feel seen and understood it's a matter of respect yeah just genuine like genuine respect you're you respect everybody you should respect me too as your partner right but as a human like i don't identify as a, a male yeah i have a dick but like that doesn't make me male yeah you know yes yes so that's, just just like boobs don't just make boobs simple. don't make yeah boobs don't make a, a woman a woman no you know what i mean like how many men do you know that have like man boobs and how many women do you know that don't have boobs period or who have like <laughs> mosquito bites or whatever it's like it doesn't that doesn't make you a woman right well it's a, it doesn't make I, you a man and this is the thing to have a we could rant about i could rant about this forever right? oh my god but like when people are like well women are able to have babies not every woman can have, can babies. have babies. So what does that make them less of a woman? What what are we saying? Women here? have their period. Well, there are intersex women who don't uh-huh. have uteruses who can't yeah. menstruate. Yeah. So does that make them less of totally women? This is a really important conversation. It's I'm so, so glad we're having it. Me too. Yeah. I hope they figure their situation out. By yeah. the way, that's really yeah. tough, and that cannot feel good to not be seen by their partner. Right. I think that regardless of who you are and how you identify you deserve better than someone who does not accept and love the fullness of you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be half of or a sliver of a person that you accept to be with you. Totally. You have to be able to be yourself authentically and fully Mm -hmm. and be loved and adored for that. Totally. Entirely. Like you deserve to be loved wholly. And I don't think you should be with anyone who's making you feel like less of who you are. Because it makes them feel better. Totally. And I think that with that being said, though, like communication's key too, Mm -hmm. right? So like if you're not communicating how you feel, they can't address that. Right. Right. But also understanding that is this partner just for casual intercourse where you're just having fun and like you don't necessarily need to think about the like they're not validating me. It's like if you're going to have just pleasure, a a mutual exchange of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Great. Wonderful. Set the terms, set the boundaries. That's what you're doing. That's joy, honey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But if you, you do care and like you guys actually have a genuine partnership and relationship of sorts and that matters to you Mm -hmm. you need to communicate that and make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you need to love it's you're not loving yourself by letting someone dishonor you basically Mm -hmm. dishonor who you are Mm -hmm. you know I love you seeing every side of the of the equation you know I was just like let let me make sure I'm I'm a Leo Leo (laughs) but you know what though my Mars and Venus are in Virgo so I'm very calculative with my love sex and aggression yeah so I'm very calculative there Mm. but that's why I was when you're talking about your your little pillows in the beginning of like oh my god the marshmallow pills that's an that's a that was an offline conversation sorry (laughs) it was the rising Virgo in me just Virgoing yeah as as she does but so I get this thing gender things that don't have a gender that's one of my favorite things to do like Mm. the Virgo in me she Oh, I this love phone. everything's a she girl. Her. She is gorgeous. <laughs> she is stunning. She. <laughs> Delicious. I love that. But I never 
I never do that with, I never say like, oh, he's, it's never a he, it's always a she. He's not, <laughs> he's usually not giving. We're never, he's we're never rarely giving. impressed by men, okay? We need to understand that. That is a whole universal <laughs> idea, okay? Let me tell we're you. We're not impressed. No. <laughs> it's no, always no, no. she. Yeah. Anyways. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Kemi, for having me. Of course. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? I mean, you can find me on Instagram at Alex Lou. I have a TikTok that I don't really use, but you can check <laughs> me out there too. Yes. And yeah, that's where my can they shop Utiles? Utiles is on utilesbeauty.com, U T I L E S beauty.com. Yes. And yeah, if you have all, any type of hair that's longer than your shoulders and you need to tie your hair up, girl, Check them out. We have a few different sizes, too, and m- many neutral colors, too, which are very inclusive. And, yeah, I hope you like the hair ties. Thank you, guys. That. Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you for having you. me. Like, honestly, any opportunity to talk about, like, queer joy and queer things in general. Yes. I appreciate it. And, like, of course. Yeah, people don't talk about like queer dating experiences too enough. I realize I'm like, wait, this might be the first time I'm ever talking about like how dating is for me. Well, that's what when you were talking about it at the table and you yeah. said speed dating, I was like, what, what, what is it? Yeah. Where is it? Can I go? No. Okay. Well, and I hear <laughs> about it after. Right. And I just, I, I think that there, first of all, you are doing an amazing fucking job. Thank you. Creating spaces and opportunities for people to mm-hmm. feel seen and accepted and safe. Yeah. I think safety is such a big part of it that people don't realize. Cis people don't realize. Obviously, people, cishead people don't realize shit because they're <laughs> fucking stupid. Right. Cis homo people stupid don't. on purpose. Cis homo people also don't realize shit oftentimes too, <laughs> you true. know? That's like, true. I just get yes queened and we ho, we ho all the time. But am I ever included? No, I'm never included. I'm very ostracized mm. still, but. I fucking hate that. So yeah. there's there's so many more conversations to be had. Yeah. And so many more things to be done and spaces yeah. to be created. So I'm just honored that you came here and you Thank felt you. safe and were available even because yeah. the hair is down, honey. Ariana needs <laughs> her ponies and I know that, but I appreciate <laughs> you giving me just your time. Thank so, you. Thank, thank you. you for having me. I really appreciate of it. Course. Yeah, All it right. means a lot. Thanks, so. guys. Thank you, Cammy. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.